What's going on, good people? This is Out of Bounds coming to you on a Tuesday evening. Hope everybody having a great day. Thank you for joining us. KG, what's up, man? What's happening, B? Ain't nothing, man. Just enjoying the night, man. We'll get ready to talk some sports and uh, let these people know what's on our mind, man. You ready? Oh, you know I'm ready. Hey, man, let's hit the big topic. We'll wait for uh, Junie and the uh, whole NCAA uh, LeBron James basically called it a scam. Um, and, and the, you know what? The funny thing is they asked him uh, while they was doing the uh, interview with him and uh, the uh, Cavaliers practice, basically how much was he offered before he committed to the NBA? He wouldn't say anything. He kind of gave that little smile. He wouldn't really say anything. But um, all this stems from the uh, Arizona Wildcats coach uh, having his phones tapped by the FBI and them hearing about a $100,000 payment to a player. Now, we've talked about this for as long as we can, we can, we know. Um, it's been a lot of back and forth. The NCAA is getting over, in my opinion. What do you think, AG? I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, the, the, the biggest example I can give <clears throat> is look at the Fab Five. Now, granted, four out of the Fab Five made the NBA. But while they were at Michigan, the games they won, the merchandise they sold, the trends that they set, they made no money off of that. You could sell a Michigan jersey, a Chris Webber jersey, a Jalen Rose jersey at the time. Authentic jersey, they, their number was $75. How much money did they get from that? Their school got all that. Their profits increased with the Fab Five there. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Jim, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, what's happening? How y'all feeling? Man, we good. We talking about uh, the whole NCAA thing. Uh, should the players be paid? Shouldn't they be paid? And, and you know, we, it all stemmed from the uh, Arizona Wildcat coach, coach getting caught on the FBI wiretap about that $100,000 payment. You know what? Let, let's start there with me. My thing is, the FBI ain't got nothing better to do. No, don't get me wrong. If it's, a, if, if it's against the rules right now, players should be paid. Okay, fine. We all know these players are getting paid some type of way. So you can put that in a box. But you're telling me with taxpayer dollars, with all this stuff going on in our country and everywhere else, the FBI is wiretapping the Arizona Wildcats head coach. They don't have anything better to do. That's my first gripe with the whole thing. Yeah, find something better to do, fellas. School just got shot up in Florida. As a matter of fact, it's been several events that they've been warned about that hey, they haven't taken action on, but we're hearing about uh, NCAA coach, a wiretap of that. That's a whole different – we'll make a political podcast for y'all if y'all want to join that, okay? So that's my whole issue with the first issue. The second thing is, if you think for a second that these players are not getting paid, especially at these big schools, football, basketball, Alabama football, if you, you think those players are getting some type of compensation, their family is not getting some type of compensation, you've lost your mind. Jim, what's your take? <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree with you. I, look, the, the, the whole... 
the whole FBI investigation thing. It's kind of I'm with you, and I kind of agree they probably had something else better to do or can't find something else better to do. But we don't know what it entails. They might have just came across him while they were checking out somebody else, you know. But I think these guys bringing so much money for the for the NCAA and and most of these programs like a la uh, Alabama Crimson Tide football. They pretty much support the school and other programs. I mean, without without football, a lot of these other you know women programs, volleyball, whatever, they will falter. And, so, and, I, I, and, and, and for everybody listening, we don't have nothing against women's sports. We we watch women's sports wholeheartedly. But I, I like the point Jim made is that if you take the Alabama football, is basically the revenue for that school. Period. It pays all, and, and, the, and the sad thing is, not only is it the revenue for that school, but they have surplus revenue from Alabama because Alabama's on TV every week. They're in a championship game or some type of important game every year. So if you take Alabama, I, I'm looking at the the NCAA period in 2016 made 995 million dollars. You might as well say a billion dollars. So I'm not even going to put it on the schools. The NCAA could could divvy out money to these players. Period. Not even the schools. I don't want to hear that. The uh, I'm sorry, Jim. I'm gonna get back to you. I don't want to hear about oh they're getting a free education. And I don't want to hear it. Not with well, this type of money that's that's changing hands with these uh, television networks and these schools. Jim, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. I just had to touch on that. No, no, you're good. I appreciate it because, you know, yeah, nothing against the women's uh, sports. Hey, I love the L.A. Sparks. So, you know, that's who I root for. But, uh, yeah, you know, the guys should get something. I don't see why not. I mean, if we want to say because they get a free education, fine. But also, you know, you you benefit from these jersey sales. These guys don't get nothing from the jersey sale. I mean, give them something, even if it's – uh, $5,000 a year, even though they, they can make a lot more than that. But they're getting something in return. They ain't necessarily got struggling school. And, and understand that it doesn't uh, – everything needs to be on an equal basis. But the average student is not bringing in 50,000 people into the stadium. I mean, people are going out of their way to see one or two people come play ball. Now, football, basketball. I mean, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, you know, uh, as a scholarship athlete, and it used to be you got $250 a month, a stipend, and that was a meal stipend. They may have bumped it up a little bit, but, <clears throat> excuse me, you get the meal stipend, but you cannot hold a job. As a, as a scholarship athlete, you can't hold a job. You can't hold any type. I mean, you can't work at McDonald's, Papa John's, nowhere. You have to live off of that two fifty or whatever they bumped it up to. I think they may have bumped it up to five hundred by now. And see, and that's and that's not fair because you have just like LeBron said in his interview, you have kids coming from straight poverty. Some of these kids, all they have to get out of where they are is basketball, football, whatever else they're playing. That's their ticket out of, you know. That that poverty stricken neighborhood they've been in, and you telling me that 
you, you this kid can't do anything else. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna weigh this kid's body into the ground for you for the NCAA, and they can't do anything. Not alone, you're not even paying them. We're not even, but they can't do anything on top of that because if you think about it, they can't. They don't have time because whenever their sport is in season, <clears throat> they're in the playbook on the practice field traveling to a game. That's tiresome right there. You shouldn't have to. If, a, if that's like any of the, any company you work for, you telling me this company and we we talk about this all the time. No company can can put a value on your time. I don't care how much you make. You make you making twenty dollars an hour. That's not enough for your time. Because if you're making twenty dollars an hour, the company is making thirty times that. You best believe that. Mm. I, I, <laughs> B, you just made like the the greatest point, man. And, and I mean, you just hit it spot on. And I, you you rendered me speechless because I don't even have a comeback. I can't in no way, shape, or form am I going to defend the NCAA. Because even if you were giving athletes five hundred dollars a month, and that's a meal stipend, that's not enough money to eat. Nope. And you're constantly on the road. And then when you're not on the road, you got to have your nose in a book to keep your scholarship and stay eligible. Yep. A lot that goes on there. Jim? Yes, sir. <sighs> what else you got? You, you, uh, Look, just pay the guys. Everybody, Everybody's making money. Boosters, the, the NCAA, the school. Who, who was just in the uh, – the championship was it Alabama and LSU, Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, yeah. SEC yep. made a killing that day. Absolutely, <laughs> killing. absolutely. Jersey made sales, a killing. Everything. And you think all the Jer- Alabama jerseys they sold, all the all the Georgia uniforms they sold, hats. Yeah, the guys. You know what? This is what I say. At least give them a portion of the jersey sale. But saying that everybody jersey doesn't sell. Exactly. Because if you if you if you're a Georgia fan, what was the quarterback? I, I probably say his name wrong. It might have been Frost, but he was a he was a the freshman. Then you got uh, Nick Chubb, and and then you got Sony Michelle. The people they're buying the jerseys that the people know. Now if there's somebody if they make enough money, if an individual makes enough money, maybe they could just split it up between the whole team. So everybody on the team gets some, and not because you know not dedicated to that one person. It, it's always the way to figure it out. At the end of the day, it's all about money, <clears throat> and and for some, it's about not sharing the money, just keeping all the money. Exactly. Yep. You're right. Now, now, uh, a lot of people, and we're gonna bring up a name that everybody brings up into me. I know y'all tired of hearing it, but he had a really good point. Lavar Ball wanted to start a basically a minor league where he paid these guys. Now, you look at everything. Now, I know a lot of people don't like LeVar Ball. But the man does some good stuff. Whether you agree with how he raises his kids and how he's in their life, I mean, you, you, can, you can make the argument a lot of fathers are not even there. So he's there. He's doing it his way. And you got to respect him for it. But not only has he said that about a, a developmental league where he, he they would pay the players, 
President Obama said the same thing about a well-structured G League so that the NCA is not serving as a farm system. So you think you think for a second, do y'all think that if if let's just say the XFL, when a KG, the XFL with Vince McMahon starts with back up in 2019? I believe it's supposed you know? to be this. I gotta do some research on it. Okay, so that's gonna be another avenue for kids to to go play because you don't think that they can if you got a chance to go to Alabama and not get any money, which we know they they're getting some money. But if you go to the XFL, I think when the XFL first started, what was it? I want to say it was fifty thousand a player. I could be wrong, but I want to say that's that was the ballpark about fifty thousand a player. Yeah, I think that's right, fifty thousand. Okay, okay. So I think if you get <laughs> like, especially LeBron calling the the damn thing a scam, you get pressure on the NCAA. I guarantee you they'll change quick because if you have players start going to a farm system and you don't have March Madness as you, you normally do, you're going to start losing revenue. So why not control it now instead of losing this chunk of revenue? And Because, you know, if it's a farm system, they're going to get a TV deal with somebody to broadcast the games. And the XFL so, comes back in 2020. 2020. Okay, so it's 2020. They're giving themselves two years probably to get everything together. I think they had that dry run last time, learn from some mistakes. And I, I really think it's going to be successful this time because you didn't have the power of social media as much as you do now. So I really think that's going to be a, a, a option. <laughs> and it, it was good. For, if I remember, it was good football last time. I mean, you knew it wasn't the NFL. Right, but, but I enjoyed watching a lot of the players out of there too. Uh, Rod Smart, uh, he hate me. That's what he he made his name in the XFL and wound up getting picked up by the Philadelphia Eagles. And I believe he had three, four years the Philadelphia Eagles as a running back. Okay, okay. Hey, so um, let's move on to the next topic. I, unless unless y'all got anything else, NCA, y'all want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm good. Oh, okay, Mr. Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, let me. Oh my goodness! I don't even know how to. Uh, the competition committee for the NFL debated that the Dez Bryant play versus the Packers was a catch. We're talking about the 2015. <laughs> Divisional round should have been ruled complete. You know how many people, especially Dallas fans, and and if y'all don't know, we based in the Maryland area. DC is probably like a twenty minute drive for all of us, if that. It might not be even that far. There's a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans around here. Okay, do you know how many Dallas Cowboy fans probably want to go to the NFL headquarters and burn it down? Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I wouldn't even brought that up, to be honest with you, because, like you say, so many people are salty over that catch. Dan's Bryan right now looking at the TV saying, bleep, 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 the NFL, <laughs> you know. Because it, it was a 31-yard reception on fourth and two late in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys lost 26 to 21. You're talking about a game-changing play? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
goodness. And, and see, we just talked about football. Think of all the people that was in Vegas who bet on this game oh, and bet it for Dallas. Goodness. Now you're bringing in a whole nother issue. So if you start saying things like that, does somebody say, you know what? I put $100 on that game. Can I really get a lawyer and legal up and see if I can get my money back? It, I mean, hey, they they admit it wrong. That's just like any other company that admit, admitted they, hey, we sold you these pills, and we admit now that these pills caused you to grow a seventh toe. So <laughs> come get your money, you know? KG, where you at, man? You quiet over there. I'm, I'm right here because – if they overturn that now, I don't. You may y'all may not remember this, but if you remember, it was a season opener, Detroit versus Chicago. Calvin Johnson caught a pretty pass, yes sir, from uh Matthew Stafford. I mean, he went up high and got it. He fell on his back, and he put the ball down and used it to get to push himself up. And they said incomplete pass, yes sir. That too, oh, because that called that, that that set the tone for Detroit season that year. And Detroit came out strong that game. And it's like after that, it took everything from him. Matter of fact, I'm reading the article. They said the Calvin Johnson play from a couple years ago, they, they all agreed that those should have been completions. I'm like, Jimmy, I would have never said anything. I would have, that would have got buried. That would have got, I would have never said that. Now, because you know how many bring up, and this is going to hurt, Jim, the Steelers tight end. Yes. Yes. That, that, that catch, <laughs> I bring up that, what was that, against the Patriots in the regular season? Yes, it yeah. was. That, yeah. that was the game Ben showed his behind in that game. I'm sorry, I got a little hyped up because Ben was my fantasy quarterback last year. <laughs> and, and, man, oh, I needed them to beat the Patriots because that was for playoff seeding. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like, like I said, I would admit it to it. I would just say, look, we made a few mistakes in the past, and now we hopefully we'll get it corrected. But yeah, you know, all these subjects are, are kind of sensitive, you know, especially when you're a fan. And just going back to the Super Bowl where uh, was it Zach Ertz? You know, I was concerned they were going to overturn that. Yep. But yep. I'm like, the guy took three steps, became a runner, like. It doesn't matter if you catch the ball. It's just like the play a few years ago when the Steelers played the Baltimore Ravens to get in the playoff or beat them in the playoff. Antonio Brown caught caught the ball at the one-yard line. He stuck the ball out. Once the ball crosses the goal, it's null. It's, it's good. It's over. It's it doesn't right. matter if you were running or catching and diving, especially if you diving and got control of the ball. Even they say the ball can bobble a little bit, move a little bit, as long as you still maintain some type of control, your fingers but under it or something. The, the the rule used to be, and I don't even know if it's still the same anymore, the rule used to be, like you said, Jimmy, if you stick it out and you get it over the line, but it used to be if it gets on the line, it's the touchdown. If you were falling, and as you're falling before you anybody hits the ground, you put the ball on the ground and you hit the goal line, automatic exactly. touchdown. Correct, yep. So if we went through a rule change, when did that rule change come? Because I was unaware of it. And I, granted, I know the rule book as well as I used to, but I try to keep up with these nuances. And every year it's a different rule change. That's why I can't keep up. But I try my best to keep up. I don't remember them changing the catch rule. I don't remember them changing uh, 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 the touchdown rule. I don't remember none of these things being changed. Well, they're, they're talking about now changing the catch rule. And I don't know, they definitely need to address it because 
it's been way too many controversial catches over the last couple of seasons that we like like the, like you said the Des Bryant and the Calvin Johnson the Antonio Brown thing there should have been rude catches and touchdowns and they got wiped off the board and then you know what I'm saying those are especially in a divisional playoff game fourth and two 31 yard pass Des Bryant got his man beat and and it's just you can't miss those calls you can't miss those calls oh man yeah. They, and, and doing like a playoff game, I don't mind if it takes an extra five minutes to try to see the, all the camera angles and everything. And by the time the, the referee waves his hand saying we're going to do replay, people in New York should be already on it. Yes, but sir. if you're going to take an extra five minutes to make sure you get it right, I'm cool with that. But sometimes when I'm looking at the um, the TV and I'm like, his hand, like, example, the um, Jesse Jane, I'm like, his hands is under the ball. Like you can't show me enough. If you can show me a better view where his hands are not under the ball, but he has one hand under the ball. You can palm a football with one hand if your hands are big enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, judgment calls. Like, come on, man, just be brutally honest. And if you think about it, like some of these games, these last couple, well, for this season, like quite a few of them calls like been against the Patriots. So now you yeah. start wondering, like. Is the league in the Patriots' pockets? Because they seem like they <laughs> fall in the Patriots' favor. Mm, I, you know what? I'm not even going to speculate because I, I, I really want to say something, <laughs> but I'm not even going to speculate. Hey, anytime Tom Brady can fall on the ground with no one around him but his offensive line and get a flag called, you got to it, – it's just like you just shake your head to that. And I – I guess my eyes are wide, more open to that because I have been rooting for the Buffalo Bills since I started watching football. So I guess didn't that happen against football. Buffalo early this year? Uh, was it Buffalo? I'm not sure who it was, but he fell I on the ground. And because Buffalo was kind of sort of dominating them, and the pass rush was getting to him, but this particular play they pulled back, and he tripped over Gillisley Lee, and he sat on the ground, smacked <laughs> the ground, threw his hands up. Next thing you know, the play comes out. The flag for roughing the passer. I, I mean, I, after that. It, that's one of those times you just turn off your TV and go and go mow your lawn or something after that. You, you know. but, but, but see, that's a whole different subject now. See, now this wouldn't become to the Peyton Manning and the Brady thing. You you just look at them wrong and they're gonna throw the flag. But do you think do you I, think do you think Peyton Manning was as bad as Brady is though? No, no, no. I don't think he is bad, but they got the call. Like they 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 were the best two quarterbacks in the league. But you can watch Big Ben take a heck of a hit after he threw the ball. The guy that took three steps, and the refs is like, yeah, you all right. But the guy takes – you're within two steps. You hit him. You push him a little bit. That flag coming out like it, like it's, like it's a hot potato when it's Brady and Peyton Manning. If you go – you got to keep it consistent. It doesn't matter. How, just because Big Ben is 255 doesn't mean he shouldn't get the same call as – uh, Tom Brady, I agree with you, but I don't. To be, I mean, maybe I'm 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 a little biased because I, I was always been a huge Peyton Manning fan. I've always pulled for Peyton Manning, but I don't remember Peyton taking too many shots after he released the ball. I I, I remember him taking a few, but they were warranted. But I don't remember him taking too many like closely blatant shots because whenever he was getting ready to get a sack, he never took the hit. He knew the sack was coming. He was. Yeah, he would. He would. He would not take a hit. He he 
he knew about preserving his career. But I don't, I mean, that's why I can't say that he, him and Peyton, I mean, and uh, Tom Brady was just as bad. But Tom Brady, man, he will go into an act and a spiel. And he will give you the, the, the meanest looks. And it's like he get the reaction. And he honestly gets the reaction. I mean, it's not even that. It's anything. If Tom Brady gets upset and says something, it's like he said something earlier this season about getting the cameras off the sideline. And he used an explanative there where he, he was like, get the effing cameras off the effing sideline. And the cameras got off the sideline. Yeah, I don't think Peyton was a big complainer. I, I really, but we, it, it, my point is, if, you, if you're going to protect one quarterback, protect them all the same. Treat them all the same. You know, like I said, you barely touch Brady and you got a flag coming out. Because like you say, and he he probably contributed to it by saying, slap, like by slapping his hands on the field, getting up complaining to the ref. Mm-hmm. And, and then the ref is like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of in between. What do I do? Yeah, he's complaining about it. It sounds fair to me. You know what? But, I want but you want, but, to do that. Huh? I want to see Cam Newton do that. When Cam Newton hey. gets hit late and they're trying to take him out the game, I want to see Cam Newton fall on the ground. Get the big mean face, slap the ground, throw his he hands does. up. He gets a flag that he deserves. He does. He does. But he doesn't. He but doesn't. he doesn't get it, and that's my whole point with him and Big Ben. Nope. They're not getting those calls because they're a lot bigger. They're they're a little bit stronger. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Fair. You, if you're gonna call it one way, keep it consistent with all of them. And that's something the league needs to jump on the refs about. They keep it equal amongst everybody, from the poorest quarterback to the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, but Cam, a, a KG Cam takes those hits, man. And he's yeah, he on does. the ground slap, slapping the ground, and he does not get those flags, man. It, it, they'll come every now and again, but that's after Cam that took like three or four big hits. You know, And like I've I, seen I, Big Ben take them and kind of sort of shrug them off, but then late in the game, they, they come in, and they're not even hitting in the midsection anymore. They're hitting them in the head. And Big Ben, just, he pops back up. Him too. Get up, start – if Big Ben ever listens to our podcast, now I hope he does. Slap your hands on the ground, throw your hands up, get mean. Hey, and, then, you know, let, ask him where the flag at. Let me ask y'all this, and, and here here's something I thought of. Do y'all think they hold a flag on Big Ben and Cam because they they're so elusive and they break so many tackles and they don't want to end the play? Because you, we both, we all seen Cam and Big Ben take a hit and shrug it off and start rolling out and make a big play. So you think the referees are scared to stop that process, that they they call a flag and, and Ben or Cam spins out of it and somebody's wide open down the field and it, they, the play is dead now? But the play wouldn't actually be – now, that's a in-progress play. But if he takes a, a – un- I say throw the flag. Don't be scared. Don't swallow your whistle. Yeah, it, it's – that's like two different things for me because, you know, you just see three guys, Drake Boy and Ben and Cam, and they somehow get through. See, that's different because, you know, they're on top of them. He wiggles out. You know, you, yeah, you don't want to call a play early because you know that they possibly could get out of it. But when a guy comes full blast, four steps, the ball is gone, and he just lowers the boom on them, that's my only gripe about it. Like – if it once three guys are wrapped on you, uh yeah, you might want to blow the whistle. 
you might give them an extra second see if they get out because that's what they do. Let but me ask you. Uh-huh. Do you, first, it's a two-part question. Do you consider Eli Manning an elite? Is he the top, of, the upper echelon of quarterback in the NFL? Eli Manning. Not right Man. now. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. he he like okay. stuck in between for me. <laughs> I think, I think, I well, think, I think years ago, I seen well, Eli drop back, pass, and kind of try to get himself out to play, and get blasted. It was one of those type. I mean, when I say blasted, like I jumped up and was like, "Oh my god, they killed him! They broke him in half!" And no flag, no nothing. And I, I mean, Eli but, at that, him, at, but, but at that point, at that point, you're a runner. No, no, he already got rid of the ball and was just trying to get out of the way. Okay, okay. And I, I can't even remember who it was against, but they black. He's another see, one that doesn't get any, any calls. But, yeah, see, I'd like to see that because then you, you still got the two-step rule before you get crushed. Because a few years ago when my man Bud Dupree, <laughs> he, he knocked the heck out of Ryan Tannehill and they was in Miami. Like, you could see it coming, and all I could do is go, ooh. Cause I love the hit, but they show enough throw a flag on them. It it's just it's it's kind of hard to watch how many steps you're taking because your job is to sack the quarterback. You know, I'm not counting steps, but also don't put your head down and don't put your hands up in the air to hit them above his shoulders and head. Fellas, fellas, we're gonna move on. We're gonna stay with the NFL. What do the Minnesota Vikings know that we don't know? They are letting all three of their quarterbacks walk. And I understand two of them. Teddy Bridgewater, he he got the talent. He's been hurt the last two seasons. Torn ACL. Um, the year before, I believe, was it torn ACL? And then a dislocated knee. Yep. So, with that being said, they're letting him hit free agency. They're letting Sam Bradford hit free agency. And, I mean, it's still young. They can still reach out. But I, I thought they would have re-signed Case Keenum because he did such a good job this year. Do the, do, do the Vikings know something we don't know? Hmm. I, I, go ahead, Kevin. I'm going to let you go ahead. Uh, you know what, Jimmy? Because this, this, I, I got a feeling what they're trying to do. But let me ask both of y'all a question. Would you pay – Case Keenum franchise tag money? Yes. When you can actually go out and spend money on possibly Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, probably trade for Nick Foles. I mean, you got options. Well, let's 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 get something straight. Drew Brees is not leaving New Orleans. <laughs> As of right now, he has not been offered a contract or an ex- any type of extension or anything. Drew, Drew Brees. So, right now, he's no football free is not leaving the uh, New Orleans Saints. So, let's, let's, he's not going anywhere. Now, if I'm a GM, and I know Drew Brees, it's a, a, a sliver of hope that Drew Brees hits free agency. I don't care if he says, I want $120 million for the next four years. Okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you that 120, but I need to go out and get you some receivers. So let me drop that down to 110 and go get you some but, young bucks out there but, to run and catch we, the bag on both. We talked about that before. It's hard. No, don't get me wrong. There are some upper echelon receivers that make that can make your life easier. But when you have Drew Brees on your team, 
some of your receivers become upper, upper echelon because he he's just that good. That is true. So it's I mean they have a good a nice little receiving core. So yeah, in Minnesota they they, they got Minnesota it. doesn't pick you got Minnesota doesn't pick until thirtieth in the draft. So uh, do you think they? I mean, if Kirk Cousins signs with Minnesota, they back in the NFC Championship game at least. Of course. Just, they're still championship contenders. They were surprise championship contenders this year. They're still championship contenders. Jim, what you think? Yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah, if they sign Kirk, yeah. Yep. Because I, I don't see no drop-off. Because, like, you got Dalvin Cook coming back. Um, I don't know who else they were missing on offense, but you still got Diggs, Thielen, uh, uh, was it Rudolph at tight end? And, mm-hmm. and then you still got that. And you still got that defense that's nasty. So add a few pieces during the draft and during free agency. I don't see why they shouldn't get better. And you know what? You can bring back uh, Dalvin Cook slowly because if, if I'm not mistaken, they still have Latavius Murray. If I'm not mistaken, he's still under contract. I believe. And that. then uh, they have a, a running back that I've been giving praise to all season. He was a former Redskin. He was waived here to make room for offensive lineman. Didn't clear waivers. Mac Brown. Mac Brown here. With a a hurt offensive line was every time he touched the ball, he was picking up five yards. That's pretty goddamn good. I mean, he would squirt through a hole and pick up five yards. The dude's a load to carry, and he's hard to bring down. So if you got those three running backs, you bring back Cook slowly, let him recover all the way, and you put in a, a, a not no knock against Case Keenum, but you put Kirk Cousins in that system and give Kirk a full season. I think by fifth or sixth game, they're going to wind up rolling. And when I say rolling, I mean, depending on what their schedule look like, they might roll through the, a- through the NFC North like it's nothing. And they still got to play Green Bay twice. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I agree with you, Kevin. But at the same time, yeah, it ain't going to take a few games for them to jail to get it all together. But just in case something happens to Kirk, I'm at least bring Case Keenum back, just so I have somebody who knows the offense. There's no way I'm letting all three walk. One of the three has to stay, because then you put yourself in a bind where you have nobody who knows the system to back it up. If you're depending on a, a, a quarterback to be drafted in the back, Kirk Cousins up, Cousins up, or Drew Brees, then you're in trouble. You just you're setting yourself back more than you're pushing ahead. Because soon something goes wrong with Kirk, you're going to look around like, ah, I guess we got to take our chances with so-and-so. So at least for the minimum, I'm bringing Case Keenum back. But here's the thing. If I'm Case Keenum, am I going to sign with the Vikings for – I mean, you, you, you've been a de- – we, we talk about this all the time. There are only – it, you know, any every NFL team, if you're if you don't have the Tom Brady, Drew Breeses of the world, you're 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 behind. You're in the middle of the pack. It proves it every year. If you don't have some type of upper echelon elite quarterback, you're just playing for keeps. You know, you're playing for brotherhood. So, with that being said, all three of these quarterbacks, even Bridgewater with his injuries, could go start on any NFL team. You think? That if the Browns miss out on the cousin sweepstakes, they wouldn't sign Case Keenum. 
I absolutely. But the question is, would Case Keenum go to the Browns? Hey, but here's my thing: would Case, would Case Keenum sign with the Vikings, knowing he's going to be Kirk Cousins' backup? Now, where he can go command star the money elsewhere. Exactly. But it's, see, but but this is a problem. I agree with you, but it all boils down to that individual. What does he want more, the money or the Super Bowl? Mm. So if if he cares about um, <clears throat> trying to make money, then yeah, I'm going to the Browns. I'm going to the Jets because I could just rack up on money. But he if he's feel like I almost took this team to the Super Bowl last year, and they gonna bring somebody uh, a little bit better than me to help us get us to the Super Bowl, and, and you do care about the Super Bowl, then you kind of say, "I right, I'm gonna swallow my pride for a little while." And be this backup for Kirk Cousins, or or at least had a team tell me it's going to be a, a fair duel between the two. So yeah. when you, even if you lie to me, just say it's going to be a fair duel, and I can say, well, at least I know I'm going to get a fair shot, even though in their mind, and they smart enough not to tell me in my face or indirectly that Kirk Cousins is a starter, I'm comfortable with that because then I got beat out by the better man. But let me ask you this. I'm not – I'm right off the top of my head. I'm not sure how Case Keenum is, but how many more paydays do you think he's going to get? This is his chance. Now, he's, if I'm not mistaken, he went into this season as the number three quarterback because Bradford was supposed to start. Then when they brought Bridgewater back, they brought, made Bridgewater number two, but Case Keenum had entrenched himself. And, once you know, Bradford went down, bad knee. Uh, Bridgewater wasn't ready to come back. But Case Keenum is 30 years old. How many more paydays he got? Probably this this one right here. This one right here will set him up. And granted, even if Minnesota doesn't sign Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum to a long term deal, they're still in good shape because Case Keenum showed he can play some ball. Yeah, he did. But <laughs> you know, I right, it's funny. Yeah, this could be his last contract. But think about it. I, I can't tell. You, I don't know how much Case Keenum made throughout his NFL career. But if he played his money wisely, he did certain things and invested something, he should be set up good anyway. True. So at this point, does the money even matter? Like I said, it just goes back to if I personally want that Super Bowl or do I just want to get paid again? It's nothing wrong with either because at the end of the day, it's your choice. But you can look at it like, yeah, I can get this extra money here. And then how much difference is the money? Because you're going to make up some more money when you go to the playoffs in the Super Bowl. So it's kind of it's kind of kind of tough to figure out. All right, guys, let's let's switch gears and, and talk, talk about a, a couple of NBA topics. Mr. Porzingis, the unicorn himself in the, in the New York Knicks. Um, he's coming to a point at his uh, contract where they can extend him at through 2024 for 157 million. Now he just tore his ACL. And we know how good of a player he is. Do you offer him do you do you extend this contract? Do you build around him and offer him this contract? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who who else you got to build around? You had to bring them all in through free agency in the draft. And see, that's I think that's another place where they I don't think they'll have a problem because out of out of the destinations that like out of all the sports, there's certain teams that everybody dreams of playing for. I think in NBA, I think the Lakers are number one. We can all agree on that. 
Agreed. I think I go with that. I think the Knicks are are second with that basketball mecca. Let me ask you this: Is it because of the New York Knicks, or is it because of Madison Square Garden? I think it's a little bit of both. Okay, I, I can think, agree with that. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's it's called the basketball mecca for a reason. I mean, every, I think it, the spotlight is always on you wherever you go. It's kind of like the Yankees, and with Derek Jeter, got you know everywhere he go in New York, he was a superstar. I mean, he's a superstar anywhere, but in New York, it's just a different light shine on you. It's more intense. It's more scrutiny. And a lot of guys can't handle it, i.e. Carmelo Anthony. Hope he don't listen to the show. But... Dwight Howard. <laughs> don't, don't, don't forget Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. These guys, they can't handle that type of uh, oppression. Dwight in L.A. You know, with Kobe screaming down his neck. You, some people just can't handle that. Um, a place that doesn't have those, that, that, that type of scrutiny was Washington. But remember he, remember he took Kwame Brown and ruined Kwame Brown's career? <laughs> Hey, the Lakers were crazy. The Lakers were crazy enough to take Kwame Brown. What? Too. Wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you, I, I don't. Maybe because it's me, but if I got the Mister Michael Jeffrey Jordan telling me I'm not going hard enough, and he's calling me out my name, I'm not gonna cry in my lock and be like, "Oh, he doesn't like." I'm not. Hey, you know what? Let me go ahead and pick this up. I need to go a little bit harder because he ain't gonna talk to me like that. Yeah, but the thing is, you're talking about Kwame Brown, 18 at the time. He doesn't know really know the. BJ. I mean, he know he know who Michael Jordan is. Hey, PJ. Yeah. Look, 2001 when we was 18. You know for a fact if somebody came at us and said that we was a, you, oh, you ain't doing this, you ain't doing that, you you lazy, you this, you that. What's the first thing we used to do? All right, I'm gonna put you on the paint. I'm gonna show you how lazy I am. You know but, it. But Kevin. Everybody's not built for it tough, yo. And, and, not, oh. and, that's, and that's where I'm getting at. You, so you have to, and I think that's what Mike messed up with Kwame at. And this is, this wasn't on the agenda, everybody. We just, we just came to this freelancing. But I think you have to, and that's a part of being a good teacher, a good coach. You have to know whose buttons you can press and who can take what. And Kwame couldn't take that. And I think I really think that messed him up. In the beginning, it was just too much pressure on him because he had the athleticism, he had the body, so that they, they, it was there. He showed little flashes here and there. True. But I, I just think Mike grilling him. You know, Mike Mike plays at a championship level, and Kwame has never been at that level. You know what I'm saying? But when he was with Mike, never been at that level before. So you're talking about two different. Two different, two different people on. And you're talking about one of the greatest players of all time yeah. versus a an average Joe. You know, yeah, that's, me- mentality is totally different. Totally different. Totally Let different. me ask you this one. So, what was Andre Black's excuse? Who messed up his career? See, I, I can't help you. With that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dang. You know, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> but he had potential, though. He he had it. Oh. You know I, what? I, I think Eddie Jordan got the shackles. I mean, now that he's gone, I ain't got no shackles. Come out, score 32 points, and get a, a almost a triple-double. And then he go right back down to the bottom of the barrel where he belong. I could never stand Andre Black. That that might just be from a lack of work and lack of consistency. You know, that might have been actual work ethic. But, you know, it's kind of hard for me to say. I think I think Dre, I think it was work ethic. I think he got, the, he got his money. You know, and I think I think I really think that was work ethic, and 
and just the will to be better. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this money and I'm just doing a bare minimum. I'm gonna keep doing a bare minimum, you know? So next topic, let's go to our next thing. So on the last podcast, I believe you talked about the Spurs clearing Kawhi Leonard and hit medically and him saying he wasn't ready, made a whole uproar. Uh, it's him and Popovich beefing, uh, him and the Spurs beefing. Like, look, this man has been medically cleared for the last couple of seasons to come back and hurt himself. You cannot tell somebody how their body feels. So with him, with him going through all of that, because he came back in December and went right back out, wasn't he medically cleared in December? Mm-hmm. So – I didn't understand the uproar, but he he plans to resume working out with the Spurs at uh, their practice facility this week and with a late March return. That's what the league sources are are telling ESPN. So I just didn't understand, like, like if you hurt yourself, nobody can tell you, especially you mean that much to the team. You would think they would want to be like, hey, how do you feel? We we going we we going to clear you. But if you're not ready to go, you're not ready to go. You need to take some more time. Fine. I, I think that should have never made the news. Like, if 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 they talk to him first, he say, "Look, I know I'm medically ready to go, but I'm still not feeling. I need some more time." I would not have put a press release out saying he was medically clear. Which I think. Uh, look, I would have, I would have pulled the New England Patriots, talk to Pop, <laughs> don't say a word. Yeah, because it just brings too much attention, and like you say. He should know his own body, even though somebody uh, cleared you. But what it also makes you think back to is, do you want to be another Grant Hill? Exactly. And go out there and hurt yourself and and, and hurt your career in the long run. We, he, you know, Grant Hill was a, a, a key cog for the Pistons. Same thing with Kawhi. He's the key to that that team moving and, and running and beating teams. Man, he more, and, and, he, he's the engine. He ain't the key. Exactly. But like they say, if if he comes back, then the, then the Warriors have something to worry about. He they, he just makes them so much better. So it it just made me think of Grand Hill. Like, I, I wouldn't put myself through it too, either just to take that chance. And, and, and then think about it. You're still in the playoff run. You're not in dire need. Unless you're just fighting for being in the top four, or you know, so you can have home court advantage. But at this point, you're already in the playoff. You're still in the playoff, and the longer he stays out, and the more comfortable he gets as he's um, progressing, doing rehab or whatever he's doing, I I, I would leave it alone. I, I gotta agree with you, Jimmy. I, I really do because you say Grant Hill, and if anybody remembers. When he hurt his ankle, he thought it was just a sprain. He went right back out, started playing on it again. And when you come back too soon, you know, you make you, you make it worse. And you don't I don't want to see Kawhi come back at 75, 80%. Hold him out until he's a hundred. That way when he comes back, he come back five left in the season and you still got the playoffs. He's got a full everybody else is you know, trying to recharge for the playoffs. And the next thing you know, he takes the Spurs to the playoffs, match up with the Warriors or the T-Wolves. He matches up with, you know, in the playoffs, and he starts dominating like he can. So I'd rather see him hold hold it out and, and, and get to 100% and, 
and then come back. And he knows his body. Trust your body. Trust what you're feeling. Don't let the doctors rush you back. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, fellas. We're going to touch on our last topic for the night before we end our Tuesday session of Out of Bounds. Um, guys, anybody listening, if you want to reach us, the email is oobshowpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter, oobshowpodcast4. That's our handle. And Facebook, Out of Bounds Show Podcast, Out of Bounds uh, Podcast on Facebook. Um, last one for tonight. Uh, this, it, it's, this is kind of irritating me. Do y'all think LeBron is going to stay in Cleveland? If so, why? Why not? I, did y'all see that the Philly is putting the the, the advertising Philly putting the billboards in Cleveland trying to recruit him? Ain't that tampering? Oh, here we go with the tampering. <laughs> Hey, oh, hey, Kevin. Who, who, who you gonna find? The city, of, the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm about to say it's not. It's not the 76ers doing the, the billboard. I, I don't. I'm trying. You know to, what? It's an it, agency. It's, if it's the city of Philadelphia or 76ers, I bet they'll stop. <sighs> hey, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a yeah. <laughs> nah, but I I think. It, it all signs point to LeBron going to L.A., teaming up with Paul George out there, and possibly, possibly a re-energized Carmelo. I've heard that scenario. Oh, get that out. Get, get out of here with that. I've heard a lot of things, but I, I think he's going to stay in Cleveland. Man, if I'm LeBron James, I don't want I don't want somebody that I have to motivate to play. Hey, hey, hold up. He just proved that to you on the trade deadline, getting them, telling the, the, the Cavaliers to get the players out of here. If I got to motivate you to play to win a championship, then get out. Hey, hey, Kevin, are you saying Carmelo comes to the Lakers with LeBron? Yeah. I, I've heard. I don't think it's going to happen. I, now, granted, you know, LeBron, Chris Paul, and D-Wade all vacation together. They all, in the offseason, they all work out together. They vacation together. It wouldn't be nothing if they all hooked up in L.A. and brought but, Paul George with them. And all hey, you know, me, they took less money. Do me a favor. Make sure I answer that question when, after you're done. <laughs> but I don't got LeBron leaving Cleveland. I don't uh, – after the backlash he took to go to Miami, I, I don't got him leaving that Cleveland. Was, that was pre-championship. He won them a championship. He won True. them a championship. But, that was that one, yeah. You still don't want to see your native son leave. So I think they're going to do everything they can. And, you know, he's going to draw it out. And like he did a couple years ago when everybody thought he was going to leave Cleveland, but he was like, nope, I'm not signing until you sign Tristan Thompson. And I just don't want LeBron to make that mistake again, but don't don't worry about Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson's done. Let him go. And you stay in Cleveland, Bron. This, this go ahead and stay in Cleveland and, and etch out your legacy right there. He, he's a bum. Who is Tristan, Tristan, Tristan Thomas? Thompson, he's a bum. Yeah. Oh, he he doing what he's supposed to do, grab rebounds and put up shots. Get, he don't me, even do that. Give me Kwame. I'm just saying that's what he's supposed Brown. to do. Give me Kwame Brown. Shit. Now, he, 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 <laughs> look, I, I don't know if he – I if, seriously, though, if he leaves Cleveland, it all depends what they do this year. If they make a good run and make it back to the championship, he may not leave. I was going to say so, the same thing. I, I think he would stay – 
And as far as him being a native son, he brought another one in with Larry Nash Jr. So he, he'll be leaving, but he'll leave one behind. But he's already brought Cleveland a championship. He 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 promised to do it. He did it. They're happy. Um, of course, you'd be sad to see him leave. But if he wants to go to L.A. and um, broaden his horizon, become a movie star, be, become more of an advocate or anything, I don't agree with that. I I, 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 I don't know. I'm guess. I'm I'm just speculating. He could be I a don't, movie star from Cleveland, just like that, that. Stephen A. Smith said earlier about the brow being playing for New Orleans and being underappreciated because he's in a small market. I just don't agree with the small market no more. I, I yeah. don't, it's too much it's too much social media and exposure to keep yelling small market. I just I don't agree. He could be but he, he made it into a big market. So I I'm just saying, you know, that's that's where he may go just to do his thing. Maybe maybe more opportunities out there for him to do it. Remember, instead of him instead of him flying back and forth. Go ahead. Remember that Melo, one of the reasons Melo went to New York is so Lala could, could up her career. So that, exactly. That's BS. You could still play in Denver and she could move to New York. And you're not, y'all got money to fly jets back and forth. It wouldn't take y'all that long. So yeah. that, that's BS. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to hear it then. You know, that's, that's but, crazy. But you know something with LeBron, you know, they always claim LeBron's chasing the ghost of the past. Uh, LeBron might be seeing red uh, over the summer, so you know, come on. But he can't wear twenty three. He can't wear six. I mean, he's gonna have to choose another number. But uh, yeah, he can come on to Chicago. But he he not going to Chicago. He ain't going and, to nobody. Chicago. Done. We got Zach Levine. We got pieces, man. We got uh, pieces. Hey, hey, you know pieces, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna coin a new phrase. Like, quick, Kevin. I'm gonna help you out. You out of bounds with that comment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man. But certainly, I think if he if he doesn't stay in Cleveland, he's gonna go to L.A. and he gonna bring Paul George with him. It's no way in the world you bring Carmelo Anthony to the Lakers. You can't. You can't. For the for the simple fact, for the simple fact is you have Julius Randle there. If they continue to pay Julius Randle, he will be he he can't shoot it as good as uh, Carmelo. But he can't play some defense. He will take it to the hole. And then you got to remember, they got Kyle Kuzma, who can shoot it from the outside and maybe can be just as deadly as Carmelo. So it's no way. And then Walton is um, expressing defense. So it's no way Carmelo's coming to uh, L.A. It, it won't happen. So who will be the th- who will be the third superstar? Because you know, in this day and time, you got to have three superstars. Who will be your third superstar in L.A.? If they'll, if Paul George. And LeBron going mm-hmm. to LA, third superstar. I mean, you know, your, LA your, your third, your third, you got two third superstar. Uh, your third player, you're gonna split them. You got three A and three B. Kyle Kuzma and Julius Randle. Yeah, I mean, because like we always talk about, a, a upper echelon NFL quarterback making the receivers better. If you got Paul George and LeBron on the same team, that's gonna open up so much more opportunities on the floor for the other players is now you got to focus on these two dominant players. Exactly. But I, I, to, to, if they if they want to go that route Jim talking about, but we talking about Magic Johnson and the Los Angeles Lakers, them two players Jim just said they might not be there. They might might ship them off just to go get that third big name if, if that's what they would want to do. Well, I, 
and <laughs> it's funny. And the third big name could end up being Lonzo Ball if he works on the jump shot. We know he can pass. Passing the dribbling is not a problem. His jump shot is the problem. What's, hey, look, man, I, I, I take offense to that. I had a funny jump shot when I used to play ball. It went in. As long hey, as it's going in. No, I, look, I, it, it's not a jump shot. It's, it's the problem making them. Jamal Wicks had a funny jump shot, but that it went in the hole. So I, I'm right not I'm, as I, I'm not arguing his jump shot like the way he shoots it. The way you shoot it is the way you shoot it because that's what you're comfortable with. Now, it's a matter of it going through the hoop. That's my concern. It's like if you're going to truly stretch him, bring the ball down and stretch him out, I ain't saying you have to shoot like Steph Curry. Mm. But, but be – at least be respectable when somebody comes down the court and not dropping five feet off you saying, man, I wish you would take that shot. Right. But think about this. If LeBron goes to L.A. and he just – he's older now. He's in his 30s. But imagine him sitting at this point at Magic's feet and just soaking up the rest of that basketball IQ. Man, that's a dangerous combination. Please, LeBron, don't go to, don't go to L.A. because I, I can't deal with that, man. I, I would have to just be like, you know what? I, I can't fight it no more. I would have to have, I would have to wear a uh, form blue. Oh, but the the, the the problem the problem still is, you still had the Houston Rockets, you still have uh, the San Golden Antonio State. Spurs, and you still exactly you still got Golden State. And then if for some reason Minnesota gets their thing together, these guys can run. And if and then don't sleep on Sacramento; those guys are just young. And if you look at like four to three about four to five starters, all of them got range. If Buddy Hill gets to where he was in college with his jump shot, that's going to be crazy. Then you got Fox running the point guard. I mean, then you got the kid from North Carolina. I mean, they got number of shooters. So if they ever get they, they get themselves together, and then you can't forget about Devin Booker and Phoenix and that young crew running, mm-hmm. they could be, you know, LeBron will strike. He will bring some steadiness, and he'll help the Lakers get to the playoffs. No doubt about it. I'm but a, them young, it's still some other cats out there, the young guys that can run and ball and shoot. Hey, I'm going to throw a, a unicorn prediction out there. And it, it's, a, it's a dream. Can you imagine if the Wizards could find some way to make room for LeBron and have him with Bill and Wall? Gee, me Christmas. When I tell you, it, it'll be, it'll be, if you're not familiar with D.C. and you don't know about D.C. street ball life, the Drew League, uh, uh, Barry Farms, it'll be like that, but on a, in, a, in, in a controlled atmosphere, it'll be fun to watch. I can say that. <laughs> Look, it, if, if that were to happen, that will be the, the best thing that could happen in D.C. Hey, it would be. And, and I, but. Huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but they're going to expect the Wizards to win it all. Oh, no. Nah, or, or at least win, go to the championship. No, 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 no. no. It, it, you don't it, think so? No, I, no, I agree with you. I think if you get oh. I think if you get LeBron, if, let's just say, something mer- a miracle happened and he did get to the Wizards, I think the with the with it depending on who they take away and bring, if they keep building wall, that's, I'm, I'm expecting a championship. I'm sorry. But you got – Think about it. They ain't got to, they, they don't have to take nobody away. All you got to do is add another um, running big man. Say, for instance, DeAndre Jordan comes along. Or even if you can get like um, Tyson Chandler or Macaulay, or, or Macaulay Stein from the Kings somehow, a big man that's seven foot can run. You ain't asking him to drop 
13, uh, 20 a game, you ask him to drop maybe 10, get mo- get 10, eight of that off a rebound, grab the rebound, run, and let me throw you, especially with Tyson Chandler and yes. DeAndre Jordan. All you got is Oop City. And that's and Tyson, then, and, huh? that's the best. Tyson Chandler is the best best option because he's yeah. going to pull down at least twenty boards. He's an animal on the board. Yeah, exactly. But he's kind of older now, so I mean, if you if you want to take him on a couple year deal, that's fine. That's why I'm thinking like Coley Stein. But if you already got uh, Otto Porter, who can stretch it out, and then you got Oubre, who's who can stretch it out. He's getting there, but, but you just think you already got three people who can who can help. Carry the load when LeBron is not, you know, carrying the load. But I, I doubt, sir. We we, we go we gonna wrap this up, us. But I doubt seriously. Yeah, let's just say, you know, in that dream scenario, LeBron came to DC. I think you would have to get rid of at least Auto Porter. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, you know what? I'm I'm my mind is thinking no salary cap. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? That would be beautiful. You know. Hey, but. That's all the time we got for tonight. This is the Tuesday edition of Out of Bounds. We hope y'all enjoyed it. Please, we we are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Where else we at, KG? Overcast. Uh, that's mu- uh, uh, Play Music. That's where we're at. Not in the Google Play Store, but in the Play Music Store play on music Android. Store. Please listen. You like it. Please leave a review. Rate us. Please subscribe. And we will be back to you Thursday. We're going to get prepped for the uh, NFL Combine that starts Friday. Excited about that. You come with you to some more NFL and NBA news. Until then, I'm BJ, KG, Jim. We appreciate y'all. Everybody have a good night and safe. And LeBron come to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs>